Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Brian Kelly and I were just talking about the tweet Skip Schumacher just put out there a couple hours ago with his son. And it's the first picture. This is great. I mean, this is a Hall of Fame type tweet. Uh, Grateful to be able to share these moments with my guy. First one is of Skip as a player. Who is that in the background? Trying to zoom in. I think, right? Anyway, um, of his of his kid as a youngster, and then as uh, as an older uh, child, uh, right outside the ballpark. What a time for Skip! You know, back with Isn't the Cardinals neat? organization. Mm-hmm. Really neat. That's a great tweet by Skip. Um, great to be along with you, sports on a Sunday morning. Skip uh, is one and zero as Cardinals manager. Ollie Marmel's one and zero. Anyone do? Did we call Elias Sports Bureau? That's first time that's ever happened, right? In I baseball would think history, so. yeah. Where you have two undefeated two managers. Undefeated managers. Uh, we normally would have Ollie Marmel, uh, Oliver Marmel, the manager of the Cardinals, at ten fifteen, but we are. Uh, Probably not going to do that today. He is under the weather, uh, still dealing with uh, the flu. He was diagnosed with that yesterday. I don't know, nor do I have official word on whether he is going to manage the team, but I'm going to guess probably another day off, but we'll see. Uh, the Cardinals fared well yesterday, really did. The Blues won yesterday. The Masters was entertaining. Even having Tiger just out there is incredible. And today is Masters Sunday. Hi, everybody. Masters Sunday, one of the greatest sports days of the year. 75 degrees and sunny for a Cardinals game. What else do you want? I mean, it is just perfect. <laughs> what a great day. What a great day to be alive. How are you, buddy? I am good. I Yeah, looking forward to... Uh... Cardinals this afternoon. Be listening to that as I head out on vacation. So I'm. I'm oh, really? Well, yeah. Where are you going, big we're, boy? We're going to go down to uh, Florida in the Destin area, not too Destin, Santa Rosa Beach area. Spend That's very St. Louis of you. I was telling John Hancock, my wife's phone actually can take pictures of the future because I was looking through the pictures the other day and there's a picture of me on the beach with a beer in my hand. <laughs> That'll be next week. Good for what's your yeah. beer of choice uh, on the beach? Oh, Dragon's Milk White. Uh, you are a Dragon's Milk yeah. fan. Yeah. So they have, you know, I like the dark beer, but it's 11%. You can't like sit on the beach all day drinking that. Yeah. They have a white version that's very, very good too. So I tend to it. drink the beer of choice for the locals. So whatever locals like, I mm-hmm. go that direction. Obviously, when I'm here, I'm a Budweiser, Bud Light guy, but I have a great affinity for Four Hands and Schlafly and mm-hmm. everything else for in sure. town. But when I travel around, I just want to know what what do people normally drink around here, and then I right. 
Uh, yeah, no, always check no out stranger the to a beer. Yeah, there's some good ones down there. Yep. Um, I, what what about this Cardinals team? So they've outscored the Pirates 15 to two. We're going to hear a lot about them. John Mozeliak will be with us at 11:30 next hour. But it's a very very nice start for them. The Blues. Uh, also with a tear right now, Brian, and we're going to break that down at 10.45. But how about your St. Louis Blues? This was a 6-1 win over the Islanders yesterday. They dominate. And that was a game that I was. I think a lot of people were a little worried about because the Minnesota game was a showdown, and Minnesota's been playing so well. I've been watching a lot of Minnesota, and when the Blues got down 3-1, I was really concerned that it could end up 4-5-6-1 because Minnesota gets into third period. They've been very good finishing games. But the Blues came right back, and, uh, you know, Jaden Shen said, no, I'm going to take the puck down. I'm just going to score. Let's get this done. And, you know, Justin Falk is just playing terrific hockey. And not just the offense, but there were two plays the other night where uh, Kaprizov was coming in on him one-on-one, one of the best, most talented young players in the game, one-on-one with Justin Falk, and Falk just took the puck. Said, no, not today. And just tremendous, you know, just defense. And then he steps up and scores these beautiful goals. He, right now, he's, you know, I was telling Sue last night, he may be my favorite blue. It's hard. Robert Thomas is right there right now. You got O'Reilly. You got a lot of other guys that you love. But Justin Falk right now was just a stud. I love the fact that he has adjusted to this. I remember when the deal was made for him, and I mm-hmm. thought, wow, Justin Falk, well, here's one of the really good defenseman in the league. Like, yeah. what does this mean for Alex Petrangelo? And what is going on here? And mm-hmm. and then Falk started out a little rusty, and, and but you knew that you had somebody really good in Justin Falk. This guy, this Doug Armstrong has a future as an executive. <laughs> uh, he is something else. He really is. Uh, Jordan Cairo banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got hit but came back. I guess he went through a concussion protocol. I don't, they don't really talk about what goes on behind the scenes, but he had an yeah. illness and then an illness, and then he, he finally comes back. He gets drilled by Chara. The Blues didn't like that very much. Right. I wouldn't either. Uh, Chara is one of the biggest guys in the league. You know, he is the biggest guy in the league, and Cairo is one of the smallest. Uh, he hammers Cairo, and, and Cairo does come back. The Blues will go, I think, as as, as their goaltending goes. But I think yeah. if Cairo is a star, they got a chance to make a run. Yeah. He's a huge key to all of this. I think so too. And Robert Thomas is playing with a confidence that you were hoping he would find to where he's not just passing now, but he's shooting as well. And he's just an amazing talent too. And so you put him and Kyra out there. Tarasenko, I think is playing the, the best he's played in a couple of years. I think you can really see the impact of his shoulder injuries because his effort right now is second to none. He is in the middle of everything. And, you know, 200 foot game, all that stuff. Tarasenko is playing like he really wants to win a cup this year again. And so I think, you know, uh, you've, you've got some really good signs as we head into the postseason. Bennington playing well last night was huge. Of course, Huso was great against Minnesota. So, you know, everything is – when they came back from that Western Canadian trip, I, I, I know they came with five of the six points, but I still did not feel satisfied. It was weird. It was like, okay, they got five of six points, but I just wasn't feeling it. I get that. I now totally I'm understand. feeling it. Now I'm feeling yeah, it. Yeah, against Minnesota was huge. And then to come back last night off of that big win and do what they did was, uh, you know, they look great. Been, and yeah. Blues fans have stood by them. I really feel that. I, I saw a few Blues fans get upset, but that's just because, you know, it's hockey and, and we all care about the team. But I, this time of year, I'm sensitive to Blues fans because the Cardinals dominate the headlines. It's Cardinals this, Cardinals that. 
and the Blues are coming down the stretch here trying to make the playoffs. And so I want to give them kind of top billing here and let and we'll get back into the Cardinals, but let them soak in the enjoyment here on sports on a Sunday morning that they wake up on a day like this having won back-to-back games. They look great. I think for the most part they feel great. McEachern, a little banged up, has got mm-hmm. the upper body injury. But otherwise, let's go. I mean, Jordan Bennington back, feeling better. I think about what he's doing. We'll hear from him at 1045. There is a good feeling right now about the Blues, and I'll say it. I've said it a million times. There is nothing, and I, you know I love March Madness. You know I love this baseball team. You know I love major championship golf. There is nothing better than an NHL playoff run. When you have every other night a game with that much excitement and the city on fire, there is a, a very, very special feeling when the Blues get on a run. It is so much fun. It takes over all of our minds when it comes to sports and throughout that run. So I hope for it again. I hope for it every year. I'm addicted to it uh, with the, the Stanley <laughs> Cup run that they went on. Like, let's go. So uh, good for them. Congratulations to the Blues. It is an exciting time of year. I, I feel like this is the day where we turn the corner weather-wise. I think we're going to have a beautiful day. The Masters Sunday and and NASCAR is less than two months away and the MLS stadium is going up and they put a seat in there and we're under a year away from them starting up. And, you know, what else can you bring in? Come on, XFL. Let's make your announcement already. Let's go. Yes. Uh, It's an exciting time to be a St. Louis. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll dive right into the Cardinals. Again, Ollie's uh, under the weather. We're going to hear from Skip Schumacher, the Cardinals bench coach who stepped in as manager yesterday and much more as we head down the stretch before Cardinal baseball, 12-20 pregame game 115 first pitch you came to the right place all of your baseball coverage right here on the home of the cardinals kmox this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Cam! 
Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 1019 Sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio with producer James O'Sullivan. I'm Tom Ackerman texting with Oliver Marmel, the Cardinals manager, who is under the weather. Hopes to be back soon. Uh, He won't be making an appearance this morning on KMOX, but we are communicating via text. I asked him if there's anything he wanted to pass along to the fans, and he said, yes, we have an elite offense. He's right about that. First inning. The runners take their leads. Keller from the stretch. The pitch. Arnato grounds it to third. Pass third down the line. Hayes with a dive. Couldn't catch it. Carlson scores the tying run. Into second base, sliding head first safely. An RBI double for Nolan Arenado. One to one at Bush Stadium. Nolan Arenado, what a season he's off to. Just two games in. How about this next at bat? Outfield very, very deep. Cole Tucker has been playing almost in the Cardinals' bullpen this series. <laughs> the right fielder. There's a line drive to right field. He's so deep, he's not going to catch it. It's going to be down, and it'll score Paul Goldschmidt and tie this ball game. Arenado gets a flare to right. He's driven in both Cardinal runs, and it's 2-2. Two to two. Cardinals and Pirates tied at two. Not tied any longer. Runner on for Pauly D. Hitting room on the right side of the infield. And that ball is hit hard to right field. Backing up Tucker to the track. He looks up, and it's gone. Into the Cardinals' bullpen. Big fly. Paul DeYoung. 4-2 St. Louis. Big time there as the Cardinals take a 4-2 lead. Then with one out in the fifth, Arenado doubles again. This time, his second double of the game, his third hit of the game, and he's standing at second base for Corey Dickerson. Here's the 0-2. Hot shot headed up the middle, and that's a base hit to center field. Ricocheting off Van Meter's glove in the center. Arenado scores. 5-2 Cardinals as Dickerson gets his first Cardinal hit. And his first Cardinal run batted in. That had to feel good. Corey Dickerson with the RBI and the Cardinals with a 5-2 lead. And later in this game, Arenado batting again in the sixth. 5-2 Cardinals. A swing and there's a high fly ball down the right field line. Long run for Cole Tucker. That ball might fall. And it's off Tucker's glove. He touched the ball in fair territory. Into second with an RBI double, Nolan Arenado. Arenado with another big-time play. that He said he got lucky on that one, but it was a double nonetheless, and he goes four for four with three RBIs, a couple of runs scored through two games. He's hitting 625, and the Cardinals win the game 6-2. to two. They had a run in that sixth inning. They had a run in the fifth. They had three runs in the third, a crooked number, a 6-2 to two win for the Cardinals over the Pirates. Pitching-wise, the Cardinals get three and two-thirds out of Miles Michaelis. He threw a ton of pitches in that first inning, ends up throwing 77. They get him out of there, and Cody Whitley finishes the fourth and then throws a scoreless fifth. He looked good. He got the win and got a shower of soft drinks and shaving cream and water and everything else they dump on him in the clubhouse per Cardinals tradition. Then two-thirds of an inning from Nick Whitgren. T.J. McFarland threw a scoreless frame. Ryan Helsley, my goodness. Let's get a little Ryan Helsley going. Here he is against Jake Marisnik. The one-two pitch from Helsley is swung on and missed. Ball in the dirt, Yachty has it. He throws him out at first. Helsley does the job, and the Pirates are retired here in the seventh inning. 
And it's time for the seventh inning stretch. Helsley's nasty. Through 25 pitches, 17 were strikes. Giovanni Gallegos finished the job with 21 pitches, 13 strikes. He worked a scoreless ninth, and the Cardinals win it 6-2. to two. Let's listen in. Mike Claiborne, what do you have for us on the field? Our player of the game this afternoon is Cardinal third baseman Nolan Arenado, who is swinging a red-hot bat. Thank you. I appreciate it. What about when this everything started for you? Because I know you did a, think, a few things different in the offseason. What were some of the things you tried to do? Well, obviously, I had to work on my path and try to get a better path. Um, I feel like it's getting a lot better, but um, just my approach and um, what I'm trying to look for at the plate. Um, there's a lot of things. I mean, I can go for days talking about hitting, but uh, I'm just trying to fix my posture. If I fix my posture, I feel like I'll see the ball better. And that's what I'm just trying to do, just trying to clean that up. And today, I got a little lucky. You know, I hit a couple balls hard, but I got a little lucky too, so it was a good day. I got news for you. Those lucky hits you had today, you'll appreciate in July. Trust me. What about this ball club? Because everybody seems like they're making a contribution early. You know, a lot of times you'll see teams and players get off to slow starts. This team seems like they're in a real groove already. Yeah, well, we're a confident group. You know, we believe in who we are. I think our lineup's a lot better than we get credit for. Um, and obviously our defense is really good. And obviously our pitching is, does a great job also. Um, so, you know, we're a very confident group. Um, we expect to do some great things. Um, but, you know, today, last few days have been really great. And just got to keep it going. And really the way you guys ended spring training, I thought was a real precursor to what we're watching now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just playing both sides of the ball, offense and defense and pitching. I mean, we're doing the little things right now. We got to keep it up. You know, obviously you're going to have some adversity in this game. But uh, right now, if we keep it going, we're be all right. Paul Goldschmidt, they just seem to want to walk him all the time to get to you and Tyler O'Neill. You guys continue to make them pay. How important is it for a guy like him to get on base? Because he's such a good base runner as well. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, Goldie's just, uh, I said it earlier, or opening day, he's an elite hitter. And uh, his approach, base running, everything, he's great on both sides of the ball. And uh, we're lucky to have him on our lineup because he does find a way to get on base if it's hitting or walk. So we're very lucky. And the Cardinals are lucky to have you as well. Nice work today. Thank you, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Nolan Arnado, our player of the game. Claves appreciate it. Thank you, Nolan, for the interview as the Cardinals win the game 6-2. to two. Arenado off to a great start. I'll listen to him talk about hitting all day. He can take all the time he wants. I love hearing him talk about the swing path and having his feet under him or balance and all of those things do count. And we're paying attention to Nolan Arenado, definitely. I mean, there's a few MVP candidates on this team, to be honest. Arenado, Goldschmidt, O'Neal finished eighth in the MVP last year. You just never know what's going to happen with the Cardinals and their pitching. I think that's the big thing is what will this team look like in 2022? We know they have the best defense in baseball. Ollie just told us elite offense. Can't argue there. They have a great lineup with nowhere to hide. What will the pitching be like? And Miles got off to a bit of a slow start yesterday, but to his credit, he did not let the game unravel and get away from him. He ends up giving up two runs. Yeah, I think so. And also, you know, got to give credit to their hitters for, you know, they get into a little bit of a two-strike mode, and they're they're trying to put the ball in play. So, you know, they're just trying to get a little piece of it, and they were, and it's it's frustrating as a pitcher when you're trying to control your pitch count, but just one of those things you kind of got to roll the punches. How's that first game deal, first time out of the game, it's 41 pitches? Uh, you know, I don't love it, but I felt good. I felt like I was in control most of those counts. Um, you know, the walk there is not any good, you know, some weak contact, you know, some singles and a sack fly, um, you know, definitely some, some balls hitting the right spot, but you know, overall, I'm not, not so discouraged with how I felt. I made some good pitch when I needed to, and I kept a lot of runs off the board that, that kept us in that game. That game could go, um, you know, pretty bad, pretty quick, but I, you know, I did my best to, to put the fire out and, you know, kept us in that game. So our, our bullpen could handle it and, you know, our offense defense did a great job today. 
Absolutely did. The Cardinals win the game 6-2 to two over the Pirates. Game 3 today at one fifteen. Stephen Matz, the starting pitcher, twelve twenty for the pregame. I wanted to mention something else about the Cardinals and one of their greatest fans and employees. Mary Tapella passed away on opening day, Thursday, April 7th, at age 100. She was, for those of you that knew her and for our family, an incredible friend. She was amazing. She worked as a ticket seller for the Cardinals for 63 years. Earlier in her career, she worked at other arenas and stadiums in the St. Louis area. If you were involved in sports, you came across Mary Tapella at some point. She also worked for general insurers and insurance consultants. She was a member of St. Ambrose Catholic Church, and that is where her visitation will be held on Monday morning at 8.30 until Mass of Christian Burial at 9.30 a.m. at... Uh, it, I mean, when I think of her, um, she made it to 100, and it's fitting that she made it to opening day. She was a cardinal through and through, and an amazing human being. For those of you that knew Mary Tapella, uh, you're nodding in agreement, and we all know this, that she is in heaven uh, ordering up uh, you know, a hot dog and a beer, maybe a plate of pasta, and getting ready for the game today. Because Mary Tapella was as much the Cardinals as anybody I ever came across. My dad was a kid. He would peek over the ticket window and say hi to Mary and, and get his tickets at the old ballparks. And then when I was born, my dad would lift me up so that I could wave to Mary. And then when I was a, a dad, I would bring my girls down to the ballparks so that I could lift them up so they could wave to Mary. And and she that's how... She was. She knew family after family, person after person, incredibly connected here in St. Louis, and we love and will miss Mary Tapella. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Dan Reardon joins us from Augusta National at the Masters. Next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back. Sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. It's 1033, and we head down to Augusta, Georgia. We are joined by KMOX's Dan Reardon at the Masters. I've been saying that for a long time, and I love saying that. How are you, my friend? I love hearing it 
says you haven't been here in a couple of years. <laughs> I know. I know that. Uh, it is really something to, to have you down there. And what is it like in person again? Well, today is, is a master's day. Today, the, the weather is good, the bright skies, very little wind, warming temperatures, everything is good. Yesterday was sort of an aberration with the wind and the cold and all those sorts of things. But today, people will see a typical master's Sunday in terms of the way the field plays. It's a very limited chase, I think, for the Green Jacket. I think it probably boils down to the final group of Scotty Scheffler and Cameron Smith with an outside possibility that Sun J.M. could get into the mix. But uh, at best, this is going to be a three-horse race, but it'll be an interesting race. Scotty Scheffler has been playing brilliantly this year. He is off to a very hot start in 22. He's the number one player in the world, but look out now. Here comes Cameron Smith. This is Cam talking after his round yesterday. The conditions were tough today. Actually, that's Tiger Woods. Here's Cam, and then I'll I'll jump back to... uh, let me see if I can find. Uh, no, this is Tiger. I I lost the cam. The cam has exited the computer. This is Tiger Woods about his round. The conditions were tough today. You know, they were tough yesterday starting out, but at least we got a little bit of a lull at the end. Today it's just been bluster all day, and yet in the the temperature difference, um, it was cold starting out. And it's a good way to describe it all because Scheffler had such a big lead and had handled that weather so well, Dan, but when it started to improve a little bit, you saw a couple of people start to close on him. I wonder what today will be like. Well, first of all, he's the the, the bogey at 18 was, was actually sort of a, a, a positive because of where he was, but he's actually bogeyed 18 two of the three days of the tournament, so that's something you might want to keep in mind um, when they come time to the final holes. Something that you want to look for with Scheffler, I think, going out today is uh, when he gets in trouble, he gets what I would describe as happy feet. His feet move around a lot at impact. And if you see that early in the round, that's not a good sign for Scheffler because when his feet are moving, the ball is going various directions. So that's, that's the tip I would say if you're looking at Scheffler. If you're looking at the Australian Cameron Smith, his reputation is being a really good putter. And if he gets if he gets off early making putts, that tends to be the, the way that he competes through the round. Now, he was good on the greens on Thursday. He was good on the greens yesterday. But on a Friday, he ranked 56, 56th in the field in putting, and, and the, the round showed that. So for for Smith, I think it's look look for the start on the, on the greens and for Sheffer, look at the feet and, and draw a comparison between the two. He does have a three-shot lead, uh, and Smith is the kind of guy that can go you know, he made over 30 birdies when he won in, in uh, uh, 30 holes under par, rather, when he won in Hawaii earlier this year. So this is a guy that can get out on the golf course, whether it's a three-shot lead or a four-shot lead. makes no difference to Cameron Smith when he's got it rolling. I agree with you. Here is Cameron Smith. You have to stay really patient through the front. Um, there is a couple of birdie opportunities, but I think the back nine tomorrow is where, you know, obviously where the tournament will be decided. And I think you always want, as a viewer, to see a race down the stretch on the back nine. I wonder if we'll get it, Dan. And then uh, otherwise, it has been, uh, I think, a really beautiful golf course, even with the weather. It, it seems like everything is just in pristine Augusta national condition. It's it's absolutely in great shape. The greens were, I think, a question for the players in terms of the speed. And, and, and you know, we had three inches of rain in, in Augusta this week before the tournament got underway and a little rain overnight before the Thursday round. And I don't think the players ever quite figured out the green speed. And we saw Tiger yesterday. It was just so out of character for him to four-putt a hole, to have two three-putts in the round. 
I, I think the greens look great, and they are great, but I don't think the players have quite figured out what the speed is. And today, again, I'm going to say with the sun, the lack of wind, they're going to get the golf course that they're accustomed to playing, and, and we'll see good scoring. It's just as I said, the good scoring will come from guys who are climbing higher on the board but not climbing into contention. Let's circle back to Tiger Woods, who seems to be laboring a bit, but really what he said after the round with Amanda Balionis of CBS, Dan, was it was putting. I mean, he felt like he actually struck the ball well. <laughs> he called it putting practice out there. He said, I'm, I think I had about 1,000 putts today. Four three-putts and a four-putt, Dan. Yeah, and, and, and he's, by the way, he's on the course today. He's one under on his round today. Um, as I said, that was so out of character for Tiger. But quite honestly, he has struggled all week. You know, I'm, I'm revising what I, you know, I, I was surprised that he came here in the first place because it's such a physical uh, uh, test for him. But I'm revising what, what my thoughts are. I think Tiger knew coming in here that it was unlikely that he could win this championship or even contend in this championship. But Tiger has a long view coming off of this car accident. The long view needs data. And I think he came to Augusta because this is a place where he can learn about his game. You know, the next time we may see him is, is at Southern Hills and the PGA and then at St. Andrews, both places where he has won major championships, go, both golf courses with the terrain that is sort of forgiving to where he is. But he doesn't know in preparation for those championships what he needs to do. He now knows what he needs to do in terms of swing, in terms of putting, in terms of chipping. I think he's chipped extremely well over all four days of this championship. But I, I think this was a data driven uh, tournament for him more than it was you know a little ceremonial maybe competitive because he was one under the opening day he would like to shoot 69 today so it's not his worst ever masters but i i actually think tiger is so calculated about his career that he's still looking at that number 18 with jack nicholas still thinks he has time to do it and he needed information to prepare for the opportunity going forward. Such a great observation right there. A hundred percent. I love that. I, I thought about that too, that he is collecting data just every step of the way. Don't even think he isn't. What about the number one, former number one, John Rahm? What, what did you, he was my pick going in. What did you think of his performance? Well, he's actually paired with Tiger today and, and, and it's not uncommon for Rom to to have weeks where he just doesn't get it going, and and he's always battled the patience as part of his game. You know, he certainly has controlled his temper. We don't see that on the golf course, but patience has always been an issue for him. And and this was a tournament that tested your patience because because of the excessive wind conditions, you could hit really good shots and get really bad outcomes. And and and, and give him credit. You know, we saw Brooks Koepka. We saw. We saw uh, Jordan Spieth, we saw Justin Rose not make the cut because they couldn't handle those circumstances. So even though he's played with, playing with Tiger at 7-0 par, give anybody who made it to the weekend a certain amount of credit. And the guys that climbed the leaderboard yesterday, and that, that would be Cameron Smith with that 68, deserve an extreme amount of credit. Tom, you can't, can't appreciate how hard this golf course was yesterday, not because it was 20-mile-an-hour winds, but because it was 51, 52 degrees, and the players could never get comfortable. Right now, keeping an eye on the next uh, groups and who's going to go off and then the leaders. So just for your viewing purposes, Scheffler and Smith will go off at 1.40 central time. M and Lowry, love Shane Lowry and the way he plays, 1.30 for them. Charles Schwartzel uh, has played really well and so has Justin Thomas. And they will be together, Dan, at 1.20. You never know, JT could, could get hot, although eight back is pretty daunting. 
the only way he can get into this is for these guys to come back to them. One other note about Scheffler. Scheffler is uh, more than Cameron Smith has owned the par fives. He's birdied eight all three days. He has two birdies uh, on on two. Uh, he is, I think, seven under for, on the par fives. Cameron Smith has not has not done the same in that regard. They're both about the same in terms of how they fared on the front nine and the back nine, with the exception that I said that Scheffler has bogeyed the, the final hole twice. But look at the par fives. Just as I talked about, watch him in terms of the swing and whether his feet are moving. Look at how well he plays two and eight. You know, he's five under on those two holes for the, the week. He's nine under for the championship. So better than 50% of his lead or his position on, on the leaderboard has come from two holes. Look to see what that is today. Dan, finally, before we go, you've been there so many times. Just paint the picture of the galleries, the concessions, the the uh, the ambiance. Is it everything that you remember through the years? Yeah, absolutely, Tom. In fact, I made a point to go out this morning to see Tiger go off to get a sense of the galleries. And they weren't obviously anything near what what, what was there on Thursday morning. But, uh, yeah, and now the color is back. You know, yesterday everything was muted by people stacking on as many things, articles and clothing as they could find. Now you can see the shirt sleeves. You can see the color. The, the golf course is in its full beauty when the galleries populate the fairways. And right now the galleries are populating the fairways, and it's back to the, the, that beautiful um, image of color and green at Augusta. Dan, we may check in with you next hour for an update just to see how Tiger is doing and, and get people ready for the leaders. Are you up for that? Absolutely, Tom. We'll hit you up for that. It's 1043 now. We'll check back in with Dan Reardon at Augusta. Really appreciate his contribution. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, swing over to the Blues, and see what happened at Enterprise Center last night. A lot of good things. That's next on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday Morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back on Sports on a Sunday Morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio, we've heard from Nolan Arenado and his visit with Mike Claiborne, Miles Michaelis after that, and a good visit there with Dan Reardon at Augusta. We'll check back in with him. He is keeping an eye on the Masters for us in person. Man, i got to do that one of these years. Got to get down there, James. I will be doing that uh, sooner than later. But in the meantime, there's something else going on, and that is the St. Louis Blues are hot. Justin Falk scored twice in a 96-second span in the second period, and the Blues beat up the Islanders last night 6-1 to at Enterprise Center. Fifth win in a row. They've earned points in their last eight games, 7-0-1 over that stretch. Robert Thomas, career-best point streak, is now nine games, a goal and two assists last night, and Jordan Bennington made 29 saves, won his first game since February 27th. Let's first go over to Blues coach. Craig Berube. You didn't start the game tonight the way you wanted to, but uh, what did it mean to see Jordan locked in from the start and give you some of those saves? Did you feel like that kind of yeah, He played. He was really good early. Uh, they had some chances at uh, power play in the first period, right? You know, made some big saves there. That was a, that's a, that's you know a lot of times that's a difference in a hockey game. And um, he was solid all game. Looked great. Really looked good. Did you get get a sense though that you know they could see that maybe he's locked in and that kind of got the bench going. And well, got I think your game. yeah, uh, our team was focused tonight though. They were ready to play. That was a good. That was really good. Like with the uh, energy that was spent in last night's game and the emotion, 
we had a lot today, which was good to see. A little concerned about that. Before the game. Yeah, I was, but we we were. Uh, I thought guys were dialed in pretty good, and um, we really did a lot of good things in the offensive zone tonight. I thought we reloaded really hard. David Perron, I, I seen him, I don't know how many times, reloading hard tonight and breaking plays up. Then, you know, we transported the puck and got it going the other way quickly. Um, so, pretty good effort all around. Did that, did that hit on that, Kyron, that overhead? Did that, did that kind of get you guys charged up a little bit too? Well, no, I don't, you know, it's a, it's a, it was just a play. Like, I mean... You know, when you see that happen, but then you see David Perron go and hit Chara after, like, you know, that's a great to see. Uh, it shows good character from our team and sticking up for each other and, and doing what we need to do. Did you expect him to be the one to do that? I mean, um, you know, I've seen a lot of guys do it on our team, to be honest with you, from Tarasenko, Shannon, Bertuzzo, you know, a number of guys that step in and, and look after their teammate. Well, yeah, uh, you know, I guess he's not really more of a scorer, but he's got a bunch of assists for you. He gets the scoring started. Just maybe, what have you seen out of him after about, I guess, like 10, 11 games? Yeah. Um, composure. Like, like, he doesn't ever panic with the puck, and he's got his head up to make plays. Um, you know, he finds space in the offensive zone. Um, you, you know, he's a smart player that way, you know, and he, you know, He's done a lot of good things for us. I mean, he's fit in pretty nicely with Falk as a pair. And, um, you know, they know each other pretty well from the summertime, so I think it was a good fit. And, um, you know, he's kind of kind of been an all-around player for us, and he's and he's on that power play, and he's doing a good job there too. You get, you get two goals from Falk. I mean, when you with all the scoring you get from your forwards, when you get the blue line contributing like that, it's, it's a good thing. Oh, it's huge. I mean, um, our deer up in the play. We want them up in the play, and um, when we can feel like we can expose teams in the offensive zone with our D, we try to use them a little bit more, and that's what we did tonight. You know, that's a team that protects the front of their net really well, and they don't give you a whole lot around there, so you got to use the D. And the D shot a lot of pucks tonight, and one the perfect example was Perinko shot and Vladdy going to the net. We talked about it. There'd be rebounds, and Vladdy goes to the net and gets a rebound goal. Is this the best play since he's been here? Uh, he's played pretty good for us the whole time. Like he's, he's, um, he's a real good pro, and he's prepared to to do what he needs to do every night, night in and night out. He's been pretty consistent since he's been here. After a, a game like this, and it's not as you've been, you almost wish you could, you know, play tomorrow, or maybe not tomorrow. Yeah, well, we need back. We had a lot of games. Uh, we need, you know, a day tomorrow to rest up, and then, you know, we got a tough road trip. You know, Boston's playing extremely well right now. That's going to be a tough game, and um, Buffalo Sabres are playing extremely well. Um, they're they're playing some real good hockey. They got some real good youth youth over there, and they're um, doing doing a lot of good things. That second period, I mean, you scored the two late goals in the first. That second period, was it just a continuation of everybody? It didn't seem like it was just one particular line. Did you just feel like you had all four of them rolling? Well, yeah, we did. Not Our, our uh, Brown line tonight was excellent. They did a great job for us. I mean, going up against that big line of theirs, um, they, did, they hung in there and they battled those guys. I thought they owned them down low in the offensive zone. They did some real good things and blocking shots. They do a lot of, they do a lot of real good things for us. All right. Oh.
concussion protocol that he, that he was out there? Yeah, he's back, though. He's, I yeah. think he's fine. You know, he came back. He looked good. You know, could have had two, three goals, or but got a couple assists. It was good to see him. All right, there you have it. That's Blues coach Craig Berube after a 6-1 win over the New York Islanders last night. Last season, the Blues made the playoffs, but they got wiped out by the Colorado Avalanche in round one. You don't want to face Colorado again, and it doesn't appear that they will. They're in good shape right now in the second spot in the Central Division. They have 94 points. Minnesota is behind them at 92 and then Nashville, a wildcard team, has 86. Suddenly the Blues are eight points clear of Nashville. That's a good thing. Now Minnesota does have two games in hand. They've played 70 games. The Blues have played 72. So the Blues do have a two-point lead over the Wild after beating them in overtime, but the Wild did gain a point in that game. So the Blues separate themselves by two points. It's still, though, kind of hanging in there with 94. Last season, when you look at the playoffs, it was the Blues in Colorado, and Vegas was number two in the West, and Minnesota was three, and Vegas ended up playing Minnesota. That's better situation for the Blues than having to deal with the Avalanche. Let someone else uh, have that task. Thank you very much. Uh, in the Pacific, Calgary's the leader with 97, and then Edmonton has 90. So the Blues are the third best team in the conference right now uh, out in the West. And you heard Craig Berube mention Boston. They are playing really well right now. They have 95 points, third-place team in the Atlantic trying to gain on Florida and Toronto, who have already made the playoffs. Let's hear from Jordan Bennington. I mean, if the Blues are going to make a run, I get it. Vili Huso's great. Uh, they, I think they've got to have Bennington playing well. Here he is. Jordan, good to see you. How, uh, how rewarding was it tonight? Um, yeah, it felt good. Um, you know, I've been uh, trying to put in the work for a while now, and, um, you know, we, we played a great game, great first period. Great second period, and uh, it was fun to to feel the flow of the game again, and a um, little bit of rhythm, and uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Good Saturday night in St. Louis. Does it just feel good to come into a game and make some key saves early, and really get the team going? I mean, make the save on Nelson on the power play, and Lee one other time, just to make some big saves, and you can kind of see the guys get going after that. Yeah, I think um, always. Nice to make a big save, um, especially early on, you know, and, and uh, yeah, you know, I was on the PK and we competed, competed hard and, um, you know, they got a, a decent chance there. So it was, it was nice to, to get that save and um, just kind of get into the game early. Jordan, how, how tough has this been for you not, not to get the, you know, not to get the goal uh, more often than not? It's been frustrating for you. Um, I will say that it uh, it helps that the team's you know been uh, winning hockey games and been successful and um, you know it's it's how you handle things right and and it is what it is right now and uh, I, I've been you know I've had to look in the mirror and just kind of use this time to my advantage and put the work in and um, just uh, it's a time of, time of year where you just got to be there for the team and um, you know that's uh, that's what we're all, we're all doing. Has it been tough though mentally? Yeah, it is what it is, you know. It's, uh, you know, I've been uh, been around the game for a while and um, experienced some some things. So, uh, you know, I know that uh, you just got to get back to work and and hold yourself accountable. And, um, 
you know, it's on you. You know, there were, there were some trade rumors uh, surrounding you. Or Doug Armstrong, you know, squashed him. But uh, what uh, what impact or what, any, any thoughts on, on, on hearing that out there? Well, uh, I don't know the the info on that one, but uh, there was no nothing like that. And uh, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything to me. Just no, no. You knew there was nothing to it, so you just move on. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's Jordan Bennington talking to post-dispatch writer Jim Thomas. So understand, those two have a really good relationship. So the JT is going to be the one who's going to ask him about those trade rumors. And he said what he said there. We will take a break for the news. Come back and have much more sports on a Sunday morning. Blues won it over the Islanders 6-1. to one. Cardinals won 6-2. to two. They play later today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.